going to hang out in the sun. Got to get that vitamin D. <laughs> the sun is always a really good thing. It's a good call. Got my legs propped up. What? Prop. Welcome to the More Light Podcast, a podcast exploring family life in real time. I'm your host, Ben. Hanging out on the porch with me today is my beautiful wife, Elizabeth. Never gets old. <laughs> We're out on the porch today, so you're going to hear wind, construction, yelling, um, uh, everything. It's, it seems like construction has just been nonstop. Yeah, with this virus thing, it's like they're pumping out stuff that they, like, originally planned to drag out, but they're just like, no, now is the time. Let's get it done. I don't understand it. Why, why now, when we're all at home? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're not on the road. I just don't understand it. So, yeah, if you hear construction, we do greatly apologize. <laughs> But it's just going to be, I think, a thing. Although they just filled that hole and now they're moving down. So maybe Praise. maybe it won't be so bad. It'll be great. Um, welcome. We're going to do a podcast on lament. And we've been um, eager to talk through some of the things that we've been feeling um, surrounding uh, George Floyd's death. Uh, and we've been eager to, well, sort of eager. We've been s- slow in it, too. I think that we've been really trying to look at our own hearts and see some of the stuff that's been coming out of our own hearts and, and all of it. Um, but to start our time, in 2016, there was a song written um, by Bifrost Arts that I'm a really big fan of. And actually, we sang it one time. Okay. So the record, the actual album is called Lament. Oh, yeah? I think. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it's called, maybe it's called Lamentation? Anyways, you need to check it out. Um, It's a really uh, helpful song. The song is called How Long. I'm going to read you some of these lyrics. How long will you turn your face away? How long... Do you hear us when we pray? On and on, on and on, still we walk this pilgrim way. How long? How long till your children find their rest? How long till you draw them to your breast? We go on holding to your promises. How long? And then the chorus goes like this. Till you wipe away the tears from every eye. Till we see our home descending from the sky. Do we wait in vain? Hmm. Jesus, give us hope again. Mm-hmm. How long till your word will still the storm? How long till you bear your mighty arm? How we groan till you snatch us from the thorns? I just feel like that um, captures a lot of what we're kind of after today in this conversation. Um, 
I, I love in that chorus what it says, uh, how, um, in the chorus how it says, do we wait in vain? Yeah. Jesus, give us hope again. Um, Jesus, give us hope again. Uh, this idea of lament is us living in the tension of unjust suffering. Um, it, it's us living. It's us living in the tension instead of ignoring it or hiding or, or, or just living in darkness. It's 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 it's, it's um, taking hold of what's dark and looking to what is light. It's living in, in the middle of that, which I find myself really having a hard time doing a lot of times. Yeah. Um, and we want to press into that today and talk about it. The first thing I think we should probably discuss is maybe just some honesty around the situation we're in. Um, yeah. I mean, I can, I can be completely honest. Like, from things that affect me, I, I can lament really well because I can understand them. Um, like, because it, because it directly affects me. When, when this happened, of course, my response is like, my response is like, this shouldn't be happening. Like, how are these things still happening? And what privilege I have to be able to say that. Um, but like, because I'm not directly affected, I don't feel like I'm lamenting over this like I'd like to be. Like, I really want to and long to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Yeah, totally. Um, but, I mean, otherwise, like, I feel like the tone in our house often when we're going through something really hard is, like, we can lament those easy. Um, mm-hmm. But but this one, if, if I'm just going to be completely honest, like, it's been hard to lament. I'm angry, but I, I want to try to, like turn that into I want to feel this I want to feel this injustice I want to feel this weight um and like how what that that I can like I was just telling Ben before we did this podcast I've already kind of forgotten my anger Mm -hmm. in these past two days it's it's because it doesn't affect me as as harshly as it would a black person and that is white privilege. Um, it, yeah, I, I'm, I'm learning. I'm listening. Um, and I want to lament. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I've been feeling a lot of those same things um, around the whole situation. Um, Andrew Crouch in his book... <clears throat> Andy? Andy Crouch in his book... Um, strong and weak and I don't have it with me so I can't quote it but I've been in that book a little bit but his whole thing in that book on suffering was really helpful for me to understand because he talks about how like okay as humans we're all suffering okay to one degree or another we're all suffering but the sufferings of some people groups are actually you know you could say there's depth to them because and Andy Crouch would say, because they cannot be traced. Um, they're un, there's untraceable injustice going on um, because they don't know where they're from. Like, or, or, or they don't have like a, a people like a, here. If, if you're here, if you're under any type of suffering, and I'm not a professional at this, but here's what I got from his book is he was just saying, if you're from here and you undergo suffering, 
there's always like there's always something to kind of land back on because you know your family or whatever has brought you up in this and there's always somewhere to for some people there's not anything to land back on in suffering yeah there in other words their sufferings are untraceable yeah um which is why i think it's been difficult for us to even like feel feel what we should be feeling Hmm. well i mean i think i think the um what am I trying to say guys we're just gonna do this it's not gonna be graceful um, because we're we're learning right along with you guys all of this but I think the important part to remember is that um, black people have been suffering for a very very long time in the United States uh, oh yeah unjustly what happened to George Floyd is just a demo it's just yeah just represents deep soil you know I think I heard I uh, that prayer at Redeemer, Brian Key said, 400 years. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, like it has been since they've since they were brought here. Yeah. So it's like, man. Yeah. It goes deep. And if you want to understand that better, um, the book. Oh shoot! What's Jamar Tisby's book? The Color of Compromise. And that book is specifically mostly about the church, but it goes back to how the church has played a role in um, the <laughs> suffering of right. black people in the United States. Um, and it, it's, man, it's been a really good read, and you should pick it up. Yeah, that I should probably read that. I know it's been downstairs. It's on the toilet. It's, it's a the toilet <laughs> read. <laughs> it's a, we're a big fan of toilet reads around here. <laughs> Um, as to the video, Humboy Derek, okay, um, eight minutes and 36 seconds. He ain't no homeboy. Homeboy Derek. He's not a homeboy. He's not a homeboy. <laughs> He's not a homeboy. <laughs> that was evil. We want to be super clear on this podcast and just name it for what it is. Unjust, evil, wicked, disgusting, sick. I, you know, honestly... I couldn't even actually watch it because of um, how I am. Not that I shouldn't. I guess I should should watch it. I just can't. I couldn't actually watch the whole video. Were you? Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Um, no, but I watched Ahmad Arbery's. I I got the. I mean, I think I got the gist of it. From oh, I think I watched Ar. Yeah. Yeah. Which even that made me really sick. It's it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And I think I think the questions we're asking is like, what do we do? You know. Well, um, we start listening. So we we've recognized like we should have been listening a long time ago. Um, it because the truth is is black people have been talking about this for a long time. I'm really thankful that we got the opportunity to live in Kansas City um, for a, for a bit. Mm-hmm. Because I got to see, like, the systemic yeah, disadvantage so, yeah. that there is. Just, like, systemic, I want to say yeah. evil, but it's just, it's um, systemic racism is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. In in action. I had never seen it because I've only ever lived, so, like, the town I grew up in is, like, predominantly white. 
And then Denver, it's just like mostly white and rich. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen, I yeah, I had just never seen racism and this cycle of poverty. And it helped me to see my own racism. Like I used to never think I was racist, but I have racist tendencies because of how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to be super honest with that. Like, yeah. I think there are a lot of things we don't even see that are. Well, and we want we want to listen to other people, especially mm-hmm. especially minorities, especially people who don't have power. Like, it could be easy for me to just say, like, those people are free; they have their freedoms, but they're they're not really. Like, it's not a level playing field here. Mm-mm. Um, and the yeah. Wow, I could ramble about this without like a clear thought, so I'm not going to. It's not. To. It's not though. Like it's not a. Like the playing field is not. It's not. It's not. Um, also, I wasn't even going to talk about that book with Andy Crouch, but it keeps coming to mind. But he talks about like what authority is, and um, how vul- there's no such thing as flourishing unless vulnerability and authority live together. If those two things are not living together, there there is no such thing as flourishing. But how he defines authority in that book is meaningful action. Mm-hmm. Which is, for me, the thing I've been wrestling with. What does it look like to act? And does our action have meaning behind it? Because um, I think that there are, and I'm, I know there are, but there's a lot of actions being taken place. Um, but because... <laughs> But because they are not connected with true authority, they don't have a lot of meaning. Mm. Um, so he defines the word authority as meaningful action. Um, and so what actions have meaning, um, which is where I would make this tie of lament. Because here's the thing, we can take how we feel. Elizabeth, you can take your anger, because you're talking through your anger. Yeah, so, yeah, watching those videos just makes me angry, which is which is good. It's mm-hmm. a just anger. And I can take... I'm, I'm probably... I've been feeling more, sa- like, sad. Mm-hmm. Like, a really heavy sadness. Um, and we can bring those. And we can bring those to God. And I'm going to say that. We can bring those things to Him. And he can do what he wants with those things. Um, authority is a gift. It's something you don't just you don't just have it. You're, you you are given it, um, and ultimately that authority comes from the good giver of grace, our Lord, our our, our, our Almighty God. As we give what we feel to Him, He then can He then can use us greatly. And, and our actions will have meaning um, attached to them. Now, I, like, for real, though, I don't want to, like, belittle um, the reality that there are systems, there are people doing fantastic work that have great meaning attached to them. Yeah, and, and there there is job and work for us to do. We're not yeah. just saying, like, our prayers are with you. Exactly. We are, we are not, searching out what mm-hmm. ways can we impact, what ways, um, what, what can we do? But yeah. we, as Christians, want to do both. 
Because when we bring it to the Lord, He will help us and cause us to act. Like, I can... Like, well, because your action, you're acting out of anger, apart mm-hmm. from firstly bringing those things to Him, will be um, wrong. Yeah, and, and, and God is angry about this, too. Yeah, He is. He, uh, he hates, dude, He hates, He hates this. This is, this is not, this is not his heart. I think that's a big thing. Do, do, do your actions have the heart of God in them? Um, do my actions have the heart of God in them? Because um, that that's going to bring a lot of meaning to what we do. As we pull from his heart, we are then able to act with real righteousness and justice. Because righteousness and justice don't come from anybody but him. Mm. And... Um, that that's not that's not um, brushing off, or that's not brushing off people who don't see it that way. Um, but that that is, you know, righteousness and justice flow from Him alone. Um, so let's make a little turn here, I suppose, to lament. Um, and as we talk through, like bringing our feelings to Him, I I believe strongly that there are many Christians who don't even think they can do this. They don't think they can complain to God. And we're going further than complaining today. We're talking about holy accusation, making accusations of God. Like, God, what are you doing? You've done, like, if you read Lamentations 3, Jeremiah the prophet accuses God of all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that that's what it means to lament. But in this book I have here, The Justice Calling, where passion meets perseverance. Bethany Hung, she's been really helpful to me um, in understanding this. And obviously, um, the whole thing, the justice calling, has a lot to do with um, sex trafficking and all those sorts of uh, unjust things. But she writes here um, on Lament, woven throughout scripture is an unguarded, I love how she uses that word, unguarded, (laughs) is an unguarded type of prayer known as lament. Uh, to lament is to ask why and why not as well as what are you doing God and where are you to lament is to pour out our hearts holding nothing back it is to pray without trying to be more full of faith than we actually are lament is prayer that honors the honesty of pain and anger while also honoring the truth that God is the one who reigns and whose love never fails. Lament holds in tension all the suffering that seems to make no sense with a, determ- with a determination to believe that God is just. Lament draws us near to God when we are tempted to turn away. Lament enables us to keep moving forward with perseverance in the justice calling. It is a way to remain deeply connected to the God who loves us and loves justice, even when injustice makes us ask the hardest questions. Mm. Um, man, I thought that was really good. That was really helpful. She's really helpful. Um, just even this point here, lament is prayer that honors the honesty of pain and anger. Mm. Uh, while also honoring the truth that God is the one who reigns. Yeah. 
that's sort of that's sort of been my desire for this podcast is to talk about that. Yeah. How do we hold how do we hold both you know, both realities. Suffering's very real and alive. Uh, what happened to George Floyd is sick, wrong. Um, how do we hold that um, with honesty and, um, while at the same time holding the truth that um, the justice of God will roll down? I love that Sandra McCracken song. Yeah. It's a good song. I always love that Sandra McCracken song. Man, in considering that, uh, it's been interesting since the coronavirus started two and a half months ago, almost three. Mm-hmm. We're getting to three months ago. Wow. Like, it, it went through different seasons. It's, it's interesting how in such a short time you could be like kind of okay with staying at home to like, I'm not okay, to I'm really confused, to like, I... We've been saying this whole time that this virus has been like right. just turning up the volume of what's yeah. already going on in our own hearts. And mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing that happen too in um, this, like tensions are heightened right now. Um, like we can feel it in our neighborhood. When we were sitting out on our porch, there was something in the air. Ben and I were like, yeah. people are driving differently. Um, people are acting differently. They're, we're going through a sort of like trauma. People are, mm-hmm. and especially like there's there's people that are more affected than others. And yeah, I, I think there are. Dude, black people are more affected than Not other tall. people. Yeah, totally. Any minority is, or anybody yeah. that's. And, and so we live in an area where we have a lot of that around us. And what I'm trying to say is. I'm like, in a way, I'm. I the stuff that's happening is disgusting, but I'm just praising God that it's been it's been exposed. Mm-hmm. Like I'm praising God that the volume was turned up on this problem. Me too. And yeah. And that like we can't ignore it anymore. Like it can't be ignored, or we mm-hmm. don't want to ignore this anymore. Yeah. Um, and just like continue to walk walk along with our black brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and learn and change things and I'm like yeah like I I am I'm thankful uh it's it sucks that change has to be made this way that things have to get heightened that right riots that's have good. to happen uh, have that's, to happen that's good yeah. but like even even the stuff that's been exposed in my own heart during this virus and like yeah it's ugly what's in my heart and I'm thankful cuz I don't have to live to it like mm. Dude, keep exposing it, Lord. So, like, God uses all things for good. Like, we really believe that. Mm. And, um, man, I, I know not everybody believes this issue is a problem, but it is a problem. And so we mm. want to start having these conversations, and we want to start being louder. Um, mm. And yeah. I see, I can see glimmers of the Lord at work in this. And so that's mm. how, as Christians, we can have hope. I, yeah. I just... Um, I think it would be hard to have hope without Christ. That's really good. Um, I was thinking through the um, what you were just saying. Um, and the prophet Jeremiah keeps popping up into my head. 
Um, if you didn't know, they actually called him the Weeping Prophet. And uh, today we went on a lovely bike ride through, um, through our neighborhoods. And we visited the homies. These these are actually homies. Did I call Did I call Derek a homie? Yeah, you did. You called him a homeboy. That's, oh, that's not that's... well. Homeboy is kind of no, like, not very cool. Like it's the opposite of cool. Well, maybe yeah, you homies. don't even know. So we went and visited our true homies down in Middle State. Okay, okay, <laughs> true, true homies. Oh man, if you haven't visited, you got to check it out. It's a great space. Denver, Colorado. Yeah. State coffee. Picked up some instant coffee. He's having a cup of that instant coffee right now. It's actually really good. Um, you're like, why are you talking about the Prophet Jeremiah and Middle State? Well, here, here's why. Well, because we were swerving in and out of the streets, um, unfamiliar, both familiar, unfamiliar. But man, it was a beautiful bike ride, for real. It was really pretty. We got to see the beauties of the city. Um, Jeremiah, like us, knew Jerusalem just as well. And um, I was reading a scholar about this, and he was saying that um, Jeremiah was more familiar with Jerusalem than a lot of people because he walked it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he saw was Jerusalem fall apart mm-hmm. in front of his own eyes. He saw his people fall apart. He saw the, the buildings fall apart. Mm-hmm. And he records for us what he sees and feels can you believe that he does that he records for us what he sees and feels in the book of lamentations um with that in mind i'm just going to read lamentations three just some of it it's really long um uh lamentations three um i'll just start at verse 14. he says i have become the laughing stock of all peoples the object of their taunts all day long. He has filled me with bitterness. See how he's accusing God even? Mm-hmm. Um, he has sated me with wormwood. He has made my teeth grind on gravel and made me cower in ashes. Oh, wow. My soul is barefoot. Barefoot? Barefoot. Bereft? Bereft of peace. He has no peace. I have forgotten what, hap- what happiness is. So I say, my endurance has perished. So has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. Now check out this switch in verse 21. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. (laughs) Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. So as the prophet Jeremiah is watching the walls fall, watching watching people, who knows, it's terrible. He's able to lament. He's able to pray in honesty, and the Lord is able to heal and restore him back to his hope. Mm. Um, what a what a powerful, um, you know, just what a powerful passage. I think um, if you're listening to this, and I, I what am I trying to say? Um, If you're listening to this and your life is full of mourning, like your life is full of hard things, um, just know like, and you're not really sure 
about this Jesus thing. Like, this, the Bible is full of that language. I once had a friend who's a Christian um, mm. who asked me why I posted so much sad scripture in the Bible. And, like, guys, guys, I mean, I think Christianity gets this reputation that we're so heavy clappy right. that we don't, it's, it's for those white people who don't go through suffering and oh, that, like, you goodness. can rejoice in the Lord. But, like, can I, can I just say, that's not what the scripture is for. The scripture is for the poor and needy, and it's for the weak, and it's for the brokenhearted. Yeah. He said he is near to the mm-hmm. brokenhearted. A sacrifice yeah. um, a broken, of a broken spirit, Lord, you do not despise. Like, mm-hmm. just know this is for you. Mm-hmm. This is for us. Um, the, the Bible doesn't guarantee that you're going to have comfort. But he does say that he will be your comfort. Mm. Um, and that's where we have hope. And that's where we can turn to in this. So um, that's where you can see where you can see God who might be working mm-hmm. in all of this that's happening. And, uh, and he's so glorified in it. Mm. And you can have hope and you can have joy that surpasses your circumstances. It's not happiness. It's a lot different. And... Mm. Just, just hear those words and know that it's just like riddled throughout Scripture. It's everywhere, and it's unguarded, as Bethany was just saying. I love that. Yeah. Um. So we're gonna wrap things up here, but maybe <clears throat> let's just brainstorm a little bit about this whole thing. Um. What do we do? Where do we go from here? And listen, these are things like we are figuring through. I think I came home one day um, from my run and I was like, let's just go help pick up trash. Yeah. And we didn't because I think we were going to go to camping camping instead, which was fun. Um, But even talking to our friend at Middle State today, he said that that's something that he was doing and just signing petitions. Because here's the thing, like... We want to funnel our thoughts, our feelings, everything. We want to bring all of that, all of our junk, everything. We want to bring that before the Lord and lament. Yeah. Um, But as we stand and walk, He desires. Jesus was so full of action when it came to the downtrodden, to the lowly, to those who are weak, who are abused, to the orphan. Um... And we want to be like him in that. Yeah. Um, so just just be even like be praying for us as we try to figure through some yeah. of that. You know what 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 does it look like yeah. to quote unquote take take action? I think some things that have come to mind are one. I want I want to listen. Um, I want to listen to different perspectives mm-hmm. um, from different people and then consider. Um, listen and consider because. So throughout the, the theme of more light projects is you have the capacity to grow as God sheds light on something. And right. so we want to grow. We're not going to do this gracefully or really well. Who knows? I, I mean, I pray the Lord will help us do it well, but we just want to start. Mm-hmm. So like w- easy ways that I've seen online that you can s- ways to start is like consider where your money is going. Um, That's are good. you only supporting white businesses? Um, right. Or, like, I'm even considering just how we use our time, too. 
Um, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't have any other good suggestions. I'm just listening right now. Mm. Uh, it's a big problem. Yeah, it really is. Um, so yeah, this week uh, I'm going to be writing a blog. I'm going to be posting it um, either today or Friday. Um, as I wrap it up, it's called The Gospel and George Floyd. Um, Elizabeth is finishing her blog on her story to health. I can't, I can't promise, I can't promise when that will be published. I'm, I'm a mom, I've got a lot going on, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna definitely try to get that out within the next week or so. I think you've got, like, a good outline for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, we, we're, this is an ongoing conversation. We might do another podcast on something similar next week. So, um, because we're in the groove and we want to continue learning with you guys about this stuff. Um, but we did want we did want to put a podcast out with some of this information in it, um, just to awaken us to it. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye bye. Jerry.